0: We are so thankful and grateful and humbled just to be in your midst. We thank God for Pastor Elect, Pastor Terry Minor, and all the pulpiteers who grace this pulpit. To you, the Macedonian family, and to all those who make up this gathering, I think myself happy today just to be able to stand and proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus the Christ. Uh, I come by way of the big easy, but I come to rep the kingdom. I'm here as God representative. Um, But I'm grateful and thankful to travel these miles to Detroit, Michigan. Um, The pastor and I are cousins twice on the mother and father side. He is the only one that I'm related to on both sides of my family. So that makes him special. That makes him very special to me. And I am elated and excited for him. And I'm praying for him. And I do know that he's going to do a great work. Amen. He's going to do a great work. But if you have your Bibles with you today I want you to turn your Bibles prayerfully with me to the 12th chapter of the book of the Acts of the Apostles. I usually travel with my wife, but she's not with me today. She wasn't feeling too good. There's a lot of dust in our house because we're having some renovations done. We're still putting things back because of the storm from last year, but thank God we're able to do it. Uh, God is blessing me, even as I stand here today. And I told you, Pastor, I've been in ministry over 30 some years, I've pastored over 20 some years, different churches, and so I know by way of experience uh, what it's going to take to move a church. I know through a lot of my failures, not just successes. I read a book some years ago called Failure is the Back Door to Success by Eric Luxer, And he said in order to be successful, you have to fail sometime. Amen. And don't be afraid of failure. I'm not afraid of failure um, because if God is with you, he worked all things together for your good. From the 12th chapter of the Acts of the Apostle, and I'm going to begin reading at verse number 12. You find these words recorded, and when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to harken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate, and they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door, they saw him, and they were Astonished, The grass withered and the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I want to lift up a thought this morning, knock until the door fall down. Knock until the door not just open, but fall down. In this passage or this pericope this morning, you will discover that Peter is our central character. Peter, you know, was an impetuous fella. He was rambunctious. He was the fellow that rebuked Jesus in the 16th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew after putting out a good conversation as it relates to saying who Jesus really was. You remember in that 16th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew when Jesus went to the course of Caesarea Philippi, and it was there that he asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? you will discover they came up with some say that thou art jeremiah some say that thou or elias some say that thou or john the baptist some say that thou art just a prophet and then jesus said i don't be concerned too much about what others say but what do you say that i am and peter said thou art the christ the son of the living God. Amen. Jesus looked at him and said, Simon, boy Jonas, you said Dustin it right correctly. He said that I am the Christ, flesh and blood, did not reveal that to you, but my father, which is in heaven. Now you would notice the play on the words. Jesus called him Simon, son of Jonas. Yeah, the name Simon says that he is a stone. Peter had another name called Cephas, meaning heard that Peter was to hear what the Lord had to say. But then he goes on into the next verse, and then he says, thou art Peter, which is a rock. And I say unto you, Peter, upon this rock, the bedrock, I the rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You find Peter going on further in that when Jesus tells him he was going to Jerusalem and he was going to put his hand in the hand of the high priest and the other men and die in Jerusalem. And on the third day, he would get up and Peter rebuked. Jesus said, no, you're not. You're not going to do it. And Jesus spoke to him and said unto him, Get thee far behind me, Satan, for thou carest more for the things of men rather than the things of God. Yeah, Peter's just like a good cow, a good dairy cow that put out a good bucket of milk and kick it over. Peter was impetuous. He was rambunctious. It is the same Peter that cut off Malchus' servant's ear in the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus tells him to put up your sword, Peter. Yeah, yeah, if you live by the sword, you shall die by the sword. It's the same Peter that says, I will go to prison for you. I will die for you. It's the same Peter, Peter that Jesus said, no, Peter, you're not. You read in Luke chapter 22, around verse 31, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan had desire to have you, that he may sift you like wheat. Oh, but I thank God for this. He said, but I prayed for you, eh, that when thou art converted, you go back and strengthen the brother. But in the middle, he said, that your fate failed not. The same Peter denied Jesus at the enemy's fire. Three times and the cock crowed, just like Jesus said. The same Peter was not at Calvary when Jesus died. Was he not? He was not there, only John. And there, Jesus died an ignominious, vicarious, substitutionary, and perpetuatory death. And right at Calvary, when Jesus went into a borrowed tomb and got up in Mary Magdalene found him in the garden, he said, touch me not, for I have not ascended to my father, which is in heaven. To go and tell Peter and the other disciples to meet me huh, in Galilee. And you will discover that Jesus knew Peter's potential. And I want to say to all of us this morning, there's a little Peter in all of us. Yeah, you might not want to admit it, but there's a little bit of Peter in every one of us. Jesus knows our potential. And now Peter is all grown up. Remember the words of Jesus, when thou art converted, the word converted, not when you're saved, but when you are mature. He says, go back and strengthen the brothers. Here's Peter in the 12th chapter of Acts now. A brand new man. Mature, converted. Peter had to go through some stuff. I always say, you know, you you know, we talk about how good Christians we are. Come on, sir. But listen, you can't rain until you suffer. Everybody wanna rain, everybody wanna shine, everybody wanna do good, but you can't rain, you can't shine, you can't do good until you go through some stuff. Peter went through some stuff. And here he is in this 12th chapter, the central character. The Bible opens up saying, At this time, Herod the king had stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. Now you notice in the text, it says to vex certain of the church. Of the church, yeah. Now this is the first outside persecution for the early church. The inside persecution started in Jerusalem. That's right. That's right. Yeah, right in Jerusalem. Jesus had spoke about that in Acts chapter one, verse eight says that you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem in Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus saw it. It had to start with the diaspora that's in the 8th chapter of the book of Acts. But it started in the 3rd chapter of the book of Acts. Where Peter and John had healed the lame man at the gate called Beautiful. And there Peter was called into question, wanting to know how this man got healed. And when he said that he was healed by the name of Jesus, distinctly of Nazareth, the same Jesus in whom you crucified, the same Jesus who had arisen on the third day, that was the name he was healed in. Called Peter... And John into question and told them, don't go and preach in that name anymore. We're just going to give y'all warning this time and turn y'all loose. And Peter and John go straight out overnight and the next day and go on the street and start preaching all over again about this Jesus. Peter gets arrested in chapter 5. the an angel of the Bible said and came and let Peter out of prison and went to see about Peter, Peter was gone. They sent out a search party and to find Peter. They found Peter preaching in that name of Jesus. And here he is in the 12th chapter still talking about that name of Jesus. And the Bible said, Herod Agrippa, one who is the grandson of Herod the Great, who is the son of the third son, Aristobulus, now has stretched forth his hand to persecute the church. And the Bible said he took James, the brother of John, The son of Zebedee and Salome, the two fishermen, and slew him with the sword. The Bible said, when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he stretched forth his hand to take Peter and to keep him till after the Passover the words say Easter here but that's a different translation it should be the Passover could not do him anything after the Passover and then he was going to kill Peter also the first thing that I saw in this text that stood out to me was the chaos of the church Come on, sir. Come on, talk about it. well do you not know the church is still in chaos this was a chaotic time for the early church because not only did they have persecution from the inside but now they have persecution from the outside that's what you call burning the candle at both ends <laughs> we will discover that the church now is in great persecution you remember you go back and read a little bit in Acts chapter 8 and you can go back further than that, that's chapter 6, and you would discover that there was a man by the name of Saul who was dragging people into prison and killing people by consent from the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin. The church was in trouble. They wanted to stop this news about this resurrected Savior. Well, I want to tell you why the church is in trouble today. Because we're standing on the gospel plow talking about this resurrected Savior. If you're not talking about this resurrected Savior, you're not preaching the gospel. Apostle Paul says we preach the gospel about this Savior in that 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians that he died according to the scriptures yes, that he was buried according to the scripture yes, hey! and he rose the third day can I get a witness according to the scripture yeah This Peter is preaching the gospel according to the scripture. The church is in chaos. Not only the chaos from without by being politically correct, but the chaos from within by bringing schisms and division on the movement. You know, I want to say if black folk in America in the church realm would ever come together. I didn't say white folk. I didn't say Vietnamese, Chinese, Japanese. I said black folk in the black church in America. If we ever would come together, we would turn this world upside down. Just hold on a minute, I'm coming to you. Just hold on, I know what you're looking for, I'm coming to you. If we would ever come together, we would turn the world upside down. The church find itself still in chaos. The second thing I saw in this text, not only the church is in chaos, but there's going to be casualties in war. James and Peter had become a casualty. Because do you not know we are in war? We're in a spiritual battle. Yeah, you can read it. 2 Corinthians yeah I think it's around chapter 10 around verse number 4 where it says the weapon of our warfare is not carnal but mighty to God through the pulling down of stronghold. what does that say? It says we're not fighting with swords and knives and guns but the church ought to be fighting by prayer Let let, let me get through this text because I'm, I'm let me get through this text. Listen, listen, the church is going to have some casualties. And listen, we're not being killed like they were back then, we're being killed by this the town of men and women. We're being killed by our behavior, by our actions, by our conversation, by our gossip, by our backbiting, by our backstabbing, by our. Come on now. Listen, if the church would ever come together, we would not have as many casualties in war. Look what the Bible says. Let me get to this text. It says that Peter is now arrested. And he find himself in prison. And the Bible says they made sure this time he wasn't going to get out. They scheduled four quaternions of soldiers. Four times four is 16. A quaternion is four soldiers. Four soldiers at six hours on each watch. Two at the door, and two shackled to Peter. But isn't it interesting, the Bible says, that they found Peter sleeping. Not only do I see the chaos, not only do I see the casualty, but I see the confidence in our Lord with Peter. Why was Peter so confident? because Peter had been here before. You know, when you have a track record with the Lord, when you've been through some stuff, <laughs> yeah, when you've been through some things, when you know he had delivered you from some stuff and from some things, I come to tell you it will give you some confidence. I'm sure many of us have been crying and whining by then. But the Bible says Peter was sleeping. In the midst of all of this going on, in the midst of him being beheaded, the next day, Peter did not care. He had his trust in the Lord. He was sleeping. I want to say to you this morning, put your trust in the Lord. Peter was sleeping. Look at Peter's confidence. He was sleeping. And because of Peter's confidence, I would discover that God sent an angel to his rescue. Look at the text. It said, the Lord dispatched an angel from the shining coats of bright glory to go down to deliver Peter I thought about that in this text. Why would you deliver Peter? Well, my mind rolled back to Romans chapter 10, when it says, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel and bring glad tidings of great things. Peter had more gospel to preach. I want to say to these preachers today, don't worry about folk. We're not preaching for folk. We're preaching because the Lord has called us to preach. We're not preaching for filthy lucre, money. We're not preaching for popularity, prestige, and position. Hey, we're preaching because we've been called to preach. Look at Peter, if you will. Peter still yet had some work to do. He had yet some ground that his feet had to tread. And the Bible said the Lord sent an angel to deliver him. And I want to say to you, like the psalmist says, Psalms 34 and 19, many are the afflictions of the Righteous. But the Lord delivered them out of them all. Let me get you this text. And so we see Peter's confidence. The Lord dispatched an angel from glory. And the Bible said a light shined in the prison. That was strange. Nobody woke up. Went right into Peter's cell, touched Peter and said, Look, Peter, get your clothes on. Let's get ready to travel. The Bible said the chains fell off where the soldiers were. They didn't wake up. Wasn't it interesting? They didn't wake. And then Peter's chains fell off. Said, "God, your sign was about to get your clothes ready. Peter, let's move. Walk Peter out to the first and the second wall of the prison would suggest that Peter was way back where they had the hard criminals. And then the Bible said he walked out to the main gate, the iron gate, and it opened on his own accord. Say, Peter went a blocks journey, and then the angel flew back to heaven, and then Peter realized this is not a vision, this is for sure. Peter makes his way down to where the church was in prayer. That's right, that's right. Come on. I left that out. I left it out on purpose. Because the church should have what we call cohesiveness. That when trouble arises, we ought to be at prayer meeting. The Bible says Peter gets down to John Mark's mother house. He knocks on the door. Yeah, the servant girl wrote and came to Hawken. Now listen, she had a job, but she was in prayer meeting. And when Peter knocked on the door and she answered, he said, it's me, Peter. She said, wait. She runs back into the house. She don't open the door. And she said, Peter's at the door. The people said no peter can't be at the door peter's dead by now how's peter gonna be at the door no that's not peter that must be his spirit let's pause here for a minute the church that sister mary's house praying for peter's deliverance after peter get delivered he goes knock on the door and the church said no that's not peter There's a concern in the text. The church is praying and don't believe in their own prayer. Well, I had an old preacher used to tell me, he said, look, Toes, if you're gonna pray, don't doubt. If you're gonna doubt, don't pray. When I read in the book of James, it says, the prayer of faith shall save the sick and shall raise him up in any sin they have been committed. We'll be forgiven them i want to tell you whatever happened to our faith pastor mine is here today some of you still don't believe he's pastor's church i see him but is he really yep he is i want to tell you you must believe in your path there was a concern in this text While the church is praying, others still don't believe. Peter is knocking at the door. That's a whole way too long. I got to get out of the way. What's the next thing I see in the text? I see the consistency of Peter. You know, many times we're asking for the Lord to do some things for us and because it takes so long, or because it takes a lot of effort, many times we give up, we walk away, we throw in the towel, we say it is enough. When I stop by to tell you anything worth having is worth working for. What was Peter trying to accomplish in the text was the big question. Here it is. Peter wanted to accomplish and say to the people that God can do the very same thing that you're asking him for. All you have to do is just believe. So what did he do? He kept on knocking. Someone in here today is ready to give up about something. taking too long well you Lord I stop by to tell you keep on stop. 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 <laughs> knocking don't stop knocking God has a way of working things out I don't care what the doctor say I'm coming to you just hold up God can do it the bible said acts and it shall be given seek and ye shall fine Knock in the door shell now don't use the word door but it's implying the door shall be open Peter kept on knocking I stopped by to tell Pastor Minor my cousin today don't stop knocking I don't care how thick the door may be I don't care how many doors is in front of you, that's in your way, don't stop knocking. Thank you. Thank you. The record is that Peter, he gone to the door. And in spite of the problem that he encountered. Yes, the Bible said that Rhoda finally opened the door. And I don't know how you feel about it today, but I am determined that I'm going to keep on knocking. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know know how you feel. But I stopped by to tell you that the way may be dark, your friends may be few, I stopped by to tell you, you got to keep on knocking. Many of us today enjoy the great privileges that we have because somebody kept on knocking. Yes, Sergeant Jasper kept on knocking, the Buffalo Soldier kept on knocking, Peter Salem. Kept on knocking, fair good Marshall. Kept on knocking, Martin Luther King. Kept on knocking, Dutch Marielle Kept on knocking. Said, so, said, so John, the truth. Kept on knocking, Harriet Tubman kept on knocking, I stopped by to tell you today that you got to keep on knocking, but I'm reminded of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What did he do? He kept on knocking. Yes, he was rejected by men, but he kept on knocking. Yes, he was arrested and brought yeah to Amos, the high priest, to deny that he was the king of the Jews. But the Bible said, Yes, that he kept on knocking. Yes, they brought him to Pilate to deny that he was who he was, but he kept on knocking. They whipped him with a cat tail with 39 lashes across his back, but he kept on knocking. They marched him to the Via Dolorosa, the path of grief. Yes, yeah, but he kept on knocking. I don't know how you feel about it, but I I'm gonna keep on knocking. He died. Yes, he died On a whole rugged cross He died Until the sun Refused to shine He died Until the moon Dripped down in blood He died Until the black widow spider Gave up his crubbers He died Until the ant Gave up his mound He died Yes, he died until the moon dripped down in blood but early hey, I said early I said early, hey. Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand do you hear me today did he get up say yeah oh yes he got up but that's not how the story is he's coming back all over again he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, ain't hey, y'all right? I say hey, ain't right? Hey, hey ain't right? My daddy would say, I seen the lightning flash and I heard the thumb roll, and I felt sin breakers trying to conquer my soul but I heard the voice of Jesus telling me to fight on because he promised yes he promised never ever Never ever ever to leave me alone Keep on knocking Until the door falls down Don't ever give up on God Because he won't give up on you Peter is an example Of what the power of God can do God bless you